Jill here from TSC Talks. Thank you for tuning in. I'm really excited to be here back podcasting, kind of taking the podcast in a new direction, uh, having discussions about people's spiritual journeys and how their lived experience, the life they lived has really informed them to stepping into more of their soul's purpose. So my guest today is Sherry Tutkis. I'm going to speak a little bit about her. I do want to mention something that just popped in. When I first met Sherry, I think I was doing an interview with you. You were, it was in Massachusetts. We were doing it physically in the same room. Before we did the interview, you did a little prayer like we just did before we came on here. And I was like, oh, that's just so great that she's, that she's doing that with, I was there to tell my story or whatever, but I just, just really spoke to me that you were just really committed to this, this path and using cannabis in all the best ways and all the most healing ways. I just really appreciate you and just your hardworking. Oh my gosh. Just always, always, always out there putting the time in and just really caring. So thank you. And I I don't mind, and I don't mind sharing that prayer with people because I think it's just a nice little thing to just think about even when you start your day. So I start my podcast off this way. And when I'm going to present in front of doctors and nurses, and even when I'm going to be doing consultations with patients, I just literally sink into my heart and give gratitude for all that this plant has given me. And I pretty much, I say this, may the best version of myself come forth in this moment in time so I can reach the most people, right? So this plant has Mm. taught me, it's not about me. It's about the planet. It's about the people. It's about patience. It's about teaching people how to have an improved quality of life using multiple tools. It's about bringing that hope, that inspiration to help people grow and heal. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I wanted to give a little person or a little uh, bio on you. So I'm going to just go into that. Okay. So for all of you that don't know Sherry, Sherry is a BSN RN and she founded the Green Nurse and she is now VP of, VP of Nursing of Holistic Caring, which is creating a global community of health professionals. The Green Nurse provides services to patients that support utilization of the plant medicine and other progressive therapies to nourish the endocannabinoid system. Sherry and her team utilize nursing skills attained from traditional medical system, the traditional medical system to bridge the gap between patients, conventional medicine, and the cannabis community. She mentors the nurse coaches to success and is the founder and host of the award-winning The Green Nurse Podcast. Everything else, Sherry is a leading force in the burgeoning cannabis industry as a nurse patient advocate and activist, founder of The Green Nurse and the chief nursing officer at Holistic Caring, a global community of health professionals who provide vetted products and services to support utilization of plant medicine and other progressive therapies. She is also one of the founding members of the International Association of Psychedelic Nurses, is a ketamine nurse guide at KETA-MD, and has facilitated other plant and theogen journeys, as well as authored a chapter in the first cannabis nursing textbook, Carrie S. Clark's Handbook for Nurses. She brings hope and inspiration, hope and inspiration for growth and healing, not only to the patients she cares for, but the providers that she mentions. She's a shining light and mentor for health professionals and patients to live their best lives. That's so very true. So thanks for being on the podcast. And I think what I want to do is have you just talk a little bit about your life, you know, start like you can start whatever point feels right, but kind of where you, for me, it was like this knowing, like when I look back at my past, there was certain points where I was like, huh, I don't, I I don't know if that's really 
the way life should be, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I, I got to go along with it, you know, cause I didn't know any other way. So I'll let you start. And okay. On. So where it all started for me was church. That's where my biggest question started. Surprise, okay. surprise. Right. So grew up in an Irish Catholic home, extremely strict Catholic. And I started scratching my head when I was in church, having to kneel and stand and pray and shake hands and the sin and the baptism. And I'm not saying any of that is wrong. No, no. I'm just saying that's that your I experience. I just Question. didn't understand it. And I didn't. And, and then, you know, having, having God be fearful, didn't feel right to me. Right. Just didn't, really? just didn't feel right. Yeah. The whole thing about, even about baptism and sinning, all of that didn't make sense to me, these little babies. So it's just, you know, this was at a young age. I'm questioning, right. And so some of the other things that happened to me and I, and I haven't publicly shared this to a lot of people, a lot of people in my private life understand it, but I've had experiences with spirits, angels, the angelic realm, um, the unseen world had, had made itself seen to me multiple times throughout my childhood. Mm -hmm. Wow. And learned how to kind of quiet that down just a little bit, because you know what, what are they going to think <laughs> kind of thing? So, you know, interesting enough, I just had a lot of questions and I sure. just, and, and, and I, and I became an information seeker. I came, became a seeker of knowledge and wanting to understand. So I did actually study multiple different religions, philosophies, psychologies, about the human experience, right? Like, and this is as I evolved, as I got older, but I, I had a lot of questions about what things were. And through all of that, my discovery was this, we have beliefs and beliefs are fed to us from the outside. Okay. And so we have a choice to either believe it or not believe it. Right. But does a belief make it true? That's a question that people right. need to ask. Yeah. So truth, what is truth? Truth is, an, is basically when someone has an experience that can become their truth. All truth is truth, but all truth is not yours and mine at the same time. And wow. if you think about it, here's a quick, another an example. I'm going to give an example of that. If you go to a party and there's a hundred people at that party and you ask each person that attended that party, what their experience was, you're going to get a hundred different answers. Does it mean that any of right. them are wrong? And the answer is no, it doesn't mean they're wrong because they're looking at the world. They're looking through a lens of what's going on in the inside, mm -hmm. their internal world. They see it manifests on the outside, right? So that's about right. perception, consciousness, processing emotion, and just looking at, you know, how, you think about this, right? How many billions of people are in the world? Think about are all the people that are in the world and how they all have their own internal experiences, their own lives, their own, their own internal experience. I don't know how to say this in a way that I'm going to just kind of sit with it is, um, you know, people that are in turmoil or people that are in PTSD or crises, mm -hmm. things come at them a little bit different. Yeah. So the trauma response you know, er, er, you know, we we're in it. We're in a time right now where people are experiencing multiple yes. traumas. So, and it's also triggers from the past, right? And so, what is happening inside someone is often how they view the outside world. Okay, so going in yes. to heal, so you can show up in the world and look at the world in a different space. And so, basically, 
some of my teachers throughout the years, you know, was exploring different spiritual practices, exploring different religions, asking the questions, showing up, doing the meditations, tapping into other esoteric type of modalities, alternative healing modalities, shamanism, you know, all of these different paganism. When did you start? Like what age, like when you were in school or when, how did you like your It started in college. in college. I have to say it started in college. Yeah, I started in college. And the thing too is, is how it also started in college is because I was a nurse. And so really understanding spiritual principles around what it means to take care of patients. That's something that was really important mm. to me because when I was a child, I was sick a couple of times and I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I had a um, disease called rise syndrome. I ended up in children's oh, hospital and I almost died. Wow. So my liver became enlarged. I developed fatty encephalitis, encephalitis and I was in the hospital monitoring my intracranial pressure. And when I was, they didn't know if I was going to live or not. I was wow. 10. But I had a lot Ten. of spiritual experiences at that point in time, right? I believe that. Yeah. And that really intense physical experience. And that's one, one time. And then another time when I almost died was in 2012, when I got sick, that propelled my journey with cannabis and my spiritual journey got, became more enriched mm. with the use of cannabis and other plant entheogens. So the, another really huge pivotal point in my life was when I got sick in 2012 and almost died and mm -hmm. the conventional system failed me, not by any means on purpose, but they just didn't have knowledge of the endocannabinoid system. They didn't understand it. And if they did, I probably wouldn't have suffered as much as I suffered. Yeah. So you really went through and you told your story in some of my other podcasts. So you really went through a lot. A lot a with lot. your own personal health yeah. coming to cannabis. And then so Sorry. when we'll get we'll get into a little bit more about the cannabis thing because that, that's a really juicy and it, it leads yeah. really into what we're, we want to talk about today. But one of the other experiences that I have, which really, really, really opened up my eyes fully, 100 percent wide okay. open, was with my son. So my son was born, and we've talked about my son before, mm -hmm. Nicholas, he was born with a rare genetic disorder. He was born dead. Everything that the doctor said that was going to be wrong with him didn't happen. And when he was born and people were flipping out, he communicated with me, right? I mean, that telecommunication, oh, wow. The telecommunication yeah. right away. And I heard it's going to be okay. So here's the spirituality. And I haven't shared this with a lot of people. I have photos of orbs. I have photos of angels in the pictures. I have photos of these little beings. I have them still. Hairs on end. Yeah. Yes. And so the bottom line is, is he started to communicate with me and things started to happen. Okay. So the paranormal became very, very normal okay. in my home. And wow. So that's another piece of the puzzle. And so I'll, I'll just, and I was sharing this with some of my nursing colleagues because, you know, I, like, honestly, it's a truth of mine. I'm not going to argue it with anyone. I experienced it and my, right. and my children have experienced it. And so there's really no argument and you don't have to believe me. I don't expect you to believe me, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, these experiences help me to evolve spiritually in a mm -hmm. way that I cannot even believe. So here's a great story here. So one morning I was getting ready wow. to go to work and my five-year-old son at the time who has a rare genetic disorder, he's deaf. He was going to the learning center for the deaf. He was starting to, you know, he could sign and he was starting to communicate. And so he came in and he said, he said to me, mom, Mike's here. I go, Mike, Mike who? 
he goes, he goes, Mike, he's a big angel. And he wants you to know that everything's going to be okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. Right? Wow. So, yeah. And so these are the types of things that just started to really you know, open up my eyes with my son. I started to see repeating numbers, you know, numerology mm-hmm. opened up with my son. Mm-hmm. I started to explore other healing modalities, the reconnection and reconnective healing, Reiki, all mm-hmm. of these different modalities that I just followed the path. Mm-hmm. I look at it as, you know, spirit would throw me a crumb and I pick it up and I'd explore it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. all of these different things that I ever experienced in my life, personally and professionally and privately in my own home with the spirits have all led me to where I am today. And I'm tying it all together, utilizing cannabinoid therapeutics and other plant and theogens to help people reach new levels of wellness, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Why is that important? Why is spirituality so important? Well, spirituality is the root of cannabis. Everything. It is. It's, It's everything. It's your and, and thing. And if you think about the laws of the universe, the mm-hmm. law of divine oneness, we're one with everything. Right. Right. And so everything that we say or do affects everything else. Yeah. So heal yourself and heal others. So thinking about this in a way that just kind of made sense. And I was like, mm-hmm. how am I going to decrease stigma around this plan? How am mm-hmm. I going to decrease big stigma around people, you know, that are super religious and that are scared and are afraid that they're going to sin? And so part of it was starting the podcast. The other important piece of it is through storytelling, real world experiences. Mm-hmm. So the very first thing I was like, how can I decrease stigma around what it means to feel good and be high? I'm like, I know I'm going to change the dialogue around it. We're going to look at that word high and reframe it because language is so important. Yeah. People have a negative connotation. And so when I share the story of what high means to me, I share the story of what cannabis did for me the very first time I inhaled it as medicine. The first thing it brought mm-hmm. me was hope, right? Hope that I yeah. could, because I, I, I felt better immediately. It shifted that perception from sickness, victimhood, despair, and suffering instantaneously to hope. And with that hope, let me just tell you what it did. It lit a fire under my butt and became, I became inspired, right? Hope, inspiration. And when you're inspired, you're in spirit. And when you're in spirit, anything is possible. Yes. Hope, it just floats. Hope floats. It just brings, brings it up. It's elevated. Mm-hmm. So hope, inspiration and growth, right? So when you're in spirit, you get these aha moments, the miracle, right? What is a true miracle is that aha moment when it makes sense. And so the growth comes from the hope and being in spirit Mm -hmm. and you grow in health, just like the plant growing in health and then healing. And so healing isn't the absence of illness or disease, but it's doing the best you can with what you have right here, right now. So we're bringing high science to the forefront, bridging the gap that people aren't getting from conventional medicine and we're actually starting off with spiritual principles when we work with patients, focusing that's on the really, spirit. That's, that's just like beautiful. Um, I think the other reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is during the time that I wasn't podcasting, I kind of deep dove into the spiritual community. I've always had a strong spirituality from an early, I kind of had a different experience with a parent, a father who was, he was lit. He was five, he was connected. He had a, like light, he was almost died. And so I had that experience, but we were also very much in the church. So yeah, it was a little different than yours, but oh yeah. In the spiritual community, there's, there's a lot of discussion about cannabis and some of it is was like 
because I had this very similar experience to you where I felt like something opened in me that gave, I guess, you know, gave me hope where there really wasn't. It was like this, the, the third floor open, third eye, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, I'm not going to go into my story here, but um, very, very, it, yeah, in the spiritual community, I, I'll hear some negative stuff about cannabis, like, oh, well, you can only, or you can only evolve as high as the consciousness of the, and I'm thinking about that. Well, and here's the question. What does that really mean? Good question. When someone says something like that, what do you I mean I was just by like that? frozen. Because I was like, what? What does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean? Right, right. Right. What does plant and consciousness mean? What does human consciousness mean? What does it mean to raise your consciousness? It means right. that you need to question everything. Go in, seek the solutions, right? Exactly. People will say, does this work? Does that work? And I go, it all works and none of it works. You can't figure for out you. what works works for you exactly yeah right yeah so and and we both agree. know jill the cannabis has been used for millions of years right. in spiritual um spiritual ceremonies shamanic ceremonies the indigenous people it has been used to raise consciousness it has been used for people to literally sit in a space go out get information bring it mm -hmm. back in and to transform their lives, right? So yeah. you think about when you're when you're problem solving, right? You cannot solve a problem in the exact same mindset that created it. Right. That's really <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. 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 You know, I think when when I heard that, I was like immediately it bothered me just because I feel like I don't know if I'd be alive if it's if not for cannabis. And you, I think about like the whole population. And even if, even if that were true on some level, like who knows and who cares because it's going to help. I mean, I think cannabis has the potential to help more people that don't have time to do 50 million healing techniques. It, to me, it's like this, I mean, you can get there. If only it helps to have guidance and to yeah. understand the medical pieces of it. But I think more people can have access to the spiritual dimension than yes. would not. So to me, it's a win. It's a win. It is a win. It's yeah. deepened my spiritual practices. It's opened up my consciousness. You know, cannabinoids in particular, if you want to get into anatomy and physiology and what it does, it's a neuroprotectant. It protects brain right. cells, neurogenesis. It helps to create new brain cells. It improves neuroplasticity and our brain's ability to communicate with different things. It opens up different axways, different neural pathways. Yep. Right. And so yes. if you think about that, right. So that's, physiology. And so you think about how is our mind going to, you have to have an open mind. If your mind is closed, cannabinoids and plant medicines pretty much eliminate the box that says you have to think outside the box. Yes. They eliminate the box. Yeah. Yep. Eliminate There's the no box. box. There is no yeah. box. So there the plant no grows box. freely. Right. right. And, and that's what we're doing as humans. We're growing in health, growing in health, after all, really, you know, what are we all doing here? We're all here to walk each other home, right? Right. Unconditional love, baby. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that um, I'm really glad that you're here and you have such a strong understanding of this because I think it's really important that we not alienate anybody at this point no. in our global mm -hmm. evolution. And I think people just don't understand enough about the plant and about all the components of it that are in, in communities that are questioning it. And yeah, there's some risks. And I think that, 
I could see why people might think that or do think right. that. So, right. Well, here it but, is too, is, you know, you know, there's cannabis, no matter which way you consume it acts as a medicine in your body. It's a pleiotropic, meaning that it works on multiple different physiological systems all at the exact same time. So what we like to say is nurses, pleiotropic. I love it. So it's my, is that when I talk about my umbrella, the endocannabinoid system, the umbrella. So it like, it works on the entire system, all physiological systems, because we have cannabinoid receptors on all of our cell surfaces, on all of our 11 organ systems, our immune system. And then those neurotransmitter pathways at the junction sites of these specific neurotransmitters, we have receptors that understand how to use this plant because we make components in our body like the plant. We have an endocannabinoid system, not because of the cannabis plant, but because we make components in our body, just like the plant. What mm. a miracle that is. Right. right? And so this is the other yeah. thing too, is so, you know, I've also been, you know, a, a quick little story on spirituality mm-hmm. and religion. You know, my mother was anti-cannabis. Yes. Very, very strict Catholic. She blocked me on Facebook. She wrote me out of her will. She would send me letters and I put them in the freezer and I literally had to sit and meditate with that. Right. No, it's not funny. I was just laughing because I remembered that story. I laugh now. It's a great story. But yeah, it's hard when you're going through that with your your parent. It is. And so, you know, I had to like sit with it and I just had to let her be. Yeah. Right. Because I was feeling good. My life was improving. Starting mm-hmm. the podcast, I came out of the closet. I took care of a nun. So this is the religious piece of it. So sister right. Suzanne's been on the podcast a few times. She was on over 400 micrograms of fentanyl. She was, she was a nun practicing nun. She couldn't, she couldn't do anything anymore. Cannabis saved her life too. allowed her to get off the fentanyl. She's back to the church. So having her on the podcast, asking her about cannabis, you know, I it was really dead serious. And I said, with all due respect, sister, what would Jesus say about all this cannabis? Because there's so many different people that are plagued with stigma from your perspective. What would he say? And she was just so cute, you know, held up her finger. And she said, Jesus would say, would the frig did it take you so long to use this God given (laughs) plant that I created for you? She also said in one of our private conversations, God is in that plant because he created it. You think about the universal law of a divine oneness. There you go. Right there. Yep. (laughs) Thank you. Got my answer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's just, um, and so, and so that's what we do too, Joe, is that we meet people where they're at, you know, one of, one of the, we're bringing in nursing theory to cannabis nursing because, you know, you have to kind of pair it up and Gene Watson's theory on human caring is pretty much pairs up really nicely with how we take care of patients. The essence of nursing is human caring and it's caring for the entire human experience regardless of where patients and people are on their journey. Okay. That's spirituality, you know, connecting to a patient, what's important to you. How do you want to live your life? So connecting with this patient, not making it about us connecting with them in a way to create a sacred space for them to be where they're at on their journey without pushing our agenda. No judgment. We're doing no meeting of equals. Meeting of the different places on different paths and, and no judgment has been brought up with the national council state boards of nursing. This is very fascinating. Spirituality is really starting to evolve in the nursing space. So the national council state boards of nursing put out a call to action in 2018 that all nurses, nurse practitioners, advanced practice nurses, and nursing students must have six essential areas of knowledge when it comes to cannabis as medicine. 
The last one is this. The nurse shall not approach the patient with judgment in regards to the preferred method of treatment regarding chronic pain and or wellness, managing symptoms. So the nurse shall not judge the patient. So when you think about judgment, does judgment come from spirit? And the answer is no. No. Right? So as, you know, the ego is the one that's judging. You know, we are judging machines, good, bad, neutral, right? There is no room for judgment when we're caring mm-hmm. for people, right? The essence of nursing is human caring, caring for the entire human experience. So, yeah, so. Wow, and that's part of the, ner- all nursing or is that, I'm sorry, I missed that. Or is it just the so cannabis it's, piece? It, it's actually, it's a theory. So Jean Watson oh, is, she okay. created, yeah, the 10 Caritas processes on transpersonal nursing. And it was written about in Car- Dr. Carrie Clark's book that we, um, that I, wrote a chapter in mm-hmm. and um, the Cretus processes were um, there are 10 different theor- theoretical frameworks and how we can apply it. So it's really about human caring. It's really about connection. It's really about spirituality, mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, meeting patients where they're at. So for example, you know, the nursing, the nurse is her office. So in other words, you come to my nursing office, guess what? My office is right here in my heart. doesn't matter where I'm at. Got it. Right? I, so it's, it's, so it's really looking at different things, meeting patients where they're at, you know, in regards to how they judge the plan, how they look at things and just really holding space for them to be where they're at without, like I said, pushing the agenda. And so that, that is actually taught in nursing school, Okay, that's... but it's not, you know, predominant. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. actually just put it this way. I don't remember it being taught. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, why I went back. I was like, wow. But yeah, I mean, just the idea that it's, it's on the table. It's out there. The, the, the and that's what we're comparing of, it to. Yeah. So w- when you're in, you know, nursing, you have to look at evidence-based, you know, besides real world evidence and anecdotal evidence. And so, you know, Jean Watson was in, in theory is really important to nurses, you know, advanced practice nurses are looking for theory and philosophy. And so it fits perfectly with cannabis nursing. It truly fits as to what wow. we're doing as nurses and how we show up with our patients. It sounds like it. It sounds like a beautiful, beautiful bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So what has facilitated your growth spiritually, spiritually the most? What, what are your tools? And I mean, you've covered some of that. Yeah. So, so, um, cannabis was really, really amazing and opening up my eyes to a lot of different things, spiritual principles. It deepened my relationship with spirit. It really helps me, helps me to go inward a lot more. What accelerated it a little bit more mm-hmm. was utilizing other plant entheogens, such as microdosing psychedelics mm-hmm. and doing some um, shamanic journeying with a, with with ayahuasca Did you? or psilocybin. Okay. Yes, I've done ayahuasca, done I've done ayahuasca. psilocybin, I've done DMT, and I've done LSD. So, and I and I'm not awesome. you know, I'm, a, I'm also a psychedelic nurse. I'm one of the founding members of the International Association of Psychedelic Nurses. I was the third nurse trained in the United States for Keta MD for doing home therapy, you know, nurse guided treatments at home. And so, you know, part of That's that, amazing. Ex- and I've done ketamine. So part of that exploration, because, you know, when you start to really, I truly think that cannabis is opening up the door a little bit more to psych- the psychedelic space. Yeah. It works, but you have to, you know, you have to go about it critically thinking. I, I did a Danielle Simone Brand, who wrote mm-hmm. the book Weed Moms, was yeah. writing an article for a psychedelic piece. And so she interviewed me. And you have to remember, this is about brain chemistry. 
This is about healing. This is about your mind. This is about, so it's not about haphazardly, you know, doing cannabis and taking mushrooms and LSD and doing all this stuff. It's just getting like checked out. No, it's it's, it's not. It's about checking in. You're, you're really checking, really checking in, really, really checking in. And so that has been exponentially my growth. So what ended up happening and how I really tapped into it was because, you know, I'm still doing cannabis. I'm still doing all of my health and wellness tools. I have a very rich, you know, spiritual practice of meditation and mindfulness. I connect with nature. I do photography. I like doing grounding work. Um, I do work with other shamanic healers. I do reconnective healing and Reiki, and we have a little machine called Healy, which is a microcurrent yes. device that taps into the bioenergetic. It taps into the quantum information. Mm-hmm. So working with all these different things has really helped. Psychedelics pairs really well with it. One of the things I really, really wanted to get out of psychedelics was I wanted to completely 100% get to a space of understanding my own PTSD complex PTSD mm. and, and not, and being able to process it immediately when I get triggered. Oh okay, man. If you think of it. So when you think I, about people that have PTSD and chronic or in complex PTSD, me. when you get triggered, okay, you, 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 you automatically go back and everything that is ever 100% hurt you comes flooding back. You may not know it, but you feel it viscerally in your body. And that physiological response does what starts to create more thoughts in your head and you go into fight or flight where you need to protect yourself. It's just unconscious. You yeah. can't help it. I wanted to break that cycle. Okay. It's, and so, it's a tough one. I I'm still there. I still, still challenges me. Yeah. And so some of my deepest work has been you know, working with shamans, you know, I don't, like mm-hmm. I said, I don't, I don't do, I don't go on big giant retreats. I usually work with small group of people. Yep. I take it very seriously. Um, and, and basically part of it is, you know, the planning of it, the intentions, the meditations, what do you want to get out of it? You know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really, it's about, you know, personal and professional growth and development. How can I heal myself to show people how they can heal themselves? Right. So my life is a living testimony that yeah, I feel similarly. Works. So that piece of it. So I'm, you know, we are yeah. in the process of sharing more about that, you know, sharing more about That's how really great. work, creating platforms for people to learn. We, we do have in holistic caring. We have yeah. one of our platforms right in our, our community. Our network is progressive therapies and progressive therapies cover multiple different other therapies that are progressive, such as energy healing and the psychedelics. Yeah. And so, Beautiful. like I said, a lot of us nurses, the majority of us nurses that are in the cannabis space are also involved in psychedelics and, you know, doing nurse guiding. Wow. That's great. I didn't know that you, that it had gone that far. That's awesome. How hard yeah. was that to get like, you know, you don't need to give me a lot of info on that to get that set up with, you know, the laws that we have and the systems yeah, and in it's, place. It's illegal, but I got to tell you what, you know, it's, yeah. You know, I, I, I work with people. There's, you know, there are people that are shamans. There are right. people that are actually pharmacists. There are people, the indigenous people, there's underground communities that are actually doing this and they're doing it safely and effectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I've tapped into, into that. There's also oh, awesome. veterans out there that veterans that actually have found, and I'm connected with a group of veterans that have utilized psilocybin for their own healing journey. And they're been so compelled that they grow their own and they share it. Wow. And so, mm-hmm. 
complex, yeah, and talk then, about complex PTSD and exactly. And yeah. the other thing too, there is, there is, you know, it's starting because as it starts to become decriminalized, there are websites, which I don't recommend, but they do, you know, people are, are, you know, are able you to can get, get it, it that way. Yeah. I've got the it. thing that you have. The other thing Still too, is that people yeah. can grow their own. So you can actually buy the spores. Yes. You can buy and they, and there's kits that you can grow your own. I've seen that. In fact, I thought about that, but I thought it looked was probably more complicated than <laughs> I don't think is it. I think growing cannabis is even though cannabis yeah. is a weed. I think cannabis it's is really complicated than mushrooms, but, okay. um, but Good yeah, to know. Good so, to know. so yeah. So the other yeah. important thing is that, you know, yes, it is illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, what is legal right. is ketamine. So ketamine is a schedule two. It's generally used at, for children in um, anesthesia. It's used yep. as a horse tranquilizer. It's very, very safe and low doses. It's amazing what it does in the brain. It actually really? works on the lateral habenula, which is that circuit Whoa. of the, the the spiral, the spiraling down the drain, the the ongoing merry-go-round wow. stories. It freaking cuts it, and then it helps these new little dendrites grow in your brain, and it helps create new neural pathways. And what does that mean? It means that you're able to commute. Your different areas of your brain are able right. to communicate better, so you can process emotion. Really, this is what it's all about. <laughs> processing emotion emotions are the most difficult things for people to deal and they're with. so important we don't want to not have them well feelings are meant to be felt yes thank you that's why we have them yeah it's the entire human experience and when you numb out your feelings you're missing a huge learning growth opportunity right, right? so right. sit in the fire and know that you're you not gotta go burn, feel it i haven't burned you gotta feel it you got to feel, feel it. That's something that has come up for me a lot lately. I think I went through a lot of air times in my life when I had to just be like on and not take anything that I was seeing in and then to go back and to like, just feel that and let it out. It's, it's tough, but it's so freeing, so freeing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing work. I'm going to plug what we are doing the holistic caring, the green nurses, one of our nurses, uh, green nurse, Denise Costello of energized living. She's created energized living green nurse retreats. And so what we're actually doing there, it's going to end up expanding into the psychedelic realm as it becomes legal. So what we're doing nice. is we're having immersed cannabis weekends. How is that going? Good. So she's planning yeah. another one. So right now, Um, We did one in September. She's going to plan one. We're going to do a bigger one. We're thinking of Jamaica (laughs) for next fall. So she's going to go visit. Yeah. So, you know, and so basically, you know, not only just cannabis, but, you know, in these other countries where it's legal and you can use it, we're looking to set up doing, you know, nurse guided journeys, not only with cannabinoids, but teaching people, you know, cannabinoid therapeutics could be one type of retreat. The second type of retreat would be cannabis plus microdosing psilocybin. And the third one would be full blown um, macro dosing psilocybin trips with cannabis supporting. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So that's what we're looking to do in the future. Really exciting. Really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just lights me up personally. I hope that a lot of other people. What would you say to someone that's curious about exploring cannabis for spirituality? You know, they have, they've used it, maybe used it in the past, but haven't really thought about it in that way. Like they have like more of a recreational experience with it. How would you suggest someone to step into more? 
just, you know what I would suggest? Watch our shows on Monday mornings. Monday mornings. We, yeah, Monday mornings, because we do. We, you know, peace begins with me. <sighs> Inhale, Ananda. Right. And so, Love it. really, it's. <laughs> So it's really, so here it is, is if you're using cannabis in a, in a way that, you know, you want to learn more and, and deepen your spirituality, pay attention to it. When you get your cannabis plant and you're rolling it or loading your device, give gratitude to it, mm. you know, talk to intention. it, like intention, you know, and, and then, you know, when you inhale it in, you know, even, even say, I, you know, I give love and thanks for this experience that I'm about to have. What do you have to teach me? What do you have to show mm. me? And then even, even it can just be like literally three minutes to get started. Okay. You know, peace begins with me, inhale Ananda, asking the question, giving gratitude, taking a couple of those puffs, and then just sinking in, putting your hand on your heart, closing your eyes and just a deep breath in and you focus on the space between the breath and out and you just do that five times. And then just in what you're doing is you're slowing yourself down, Mm -hmm. right? You're pausing you're listening, you're exploring, you're accepting, you're silencing yourself so you can experience spirit. And then in the end, you're going to be elevated a little bit more because you're tapping into something different that you haven't tapped into before. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, you will see a difference in your life and how you experience this. And it's just a tiny, easy little baby step. And then you can take it further and do a lot of different things. But I think for someone that's new, that's mm-hmm. it. Just have a discussion with the plant, ask it, you know, what do you have to show me? What do you have to teach me? Give gratitude to it. And then just after you inhale, just close your eyes for five deep breaths. That's beautiful. On your heart huh. space. Yeah. Easy, 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 easy peasy. Yeah. Um, what would you say to, oh, I had a good one. <laughs> what would you say to someone? Yeah, I know it was someone who's having a bad trip. Thank you. That someone who's oh. having a bad experience. How can you, how to, cause I know that I, I did when I first started using it, I was on a lot of meds at that time. No, it was actually, I, I combined, it was cannabis? cannabis with a bunch of psych meds. It was before I was really, it was right before I came into my awakening okay. or whatever. So I think honestly, for people that are really new is to really, really focus on high quality CBD products. Okay. Um, if, they, if people get in trouble, you know, I prefer, you know, everyone's CBD to THC ratio and how it affects them is different. And so what I like patients to do if you're overconsumed too much THC and you're uncomfortable, there are things that you can do. Yes. You know, drinking more water, you know, um, lemons, citrus. I've had people take even hot showers, cold showers, baths, going outside, earthing, laying down, putting on music, eating something. You know, there's a, a variety of different things. And then taking CBD, you know, a, a nice mm-hmm. big chunk dose of yeah. CBD, both orally and inhalation can really, really help okay. you know, decrease that response. So so that what you mean by having a bad experience? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, you're too high. You're, you feel like you're, you might yep. die. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So definitely, you know, and I'm, I'm going to, I think CBD has, you know, has been really great. Right. So I used to do, you know, at some of the events, I used to be the nurse. And so if people greened out, they called it I used to do some of the um, reliable, butt events, you know, okay. some of the bigger events. And I would, I would be a nurse. And I said, if you needed help, if someone got into trouble, please, you know, come and get me. And so we had like a little a little kit where, you know, we had, you know, CBD full extra cannabis oil and a syringe. We had some spray, we had some tincture, we had lemons. And so literally if people overconsumed, 
they, they had someone there that could be with them mm-hmm. and talk mm-hmm. to them and let them know that they're going to be okay. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You'll be okay. <laughs> you're going to be okay. And you'll, you'll probably never do that again. I'm going to tell you, you know, one, one of the, one of my experiences that I, you know, that I had yeah. that I overconsumed and I got paranoid, like it was, it was so uncomfortable. Oh. I overconsumed. Here's, I'll just tell you yeah, tell me. really quick. So I overconsumed. It was, it was the Rick Simpson oil. So I was making my own in my kitchen. Uh-huh. I'm telling you right now for the new folks, if you're cooking in the kitchen, don't lick the spoon. Don't lick the bowl. <laughs> don't be licking anything. No licks. Oh boy. So I, no was licky, licking, licky. I was licking. I licked a lot. So, and I ended up getting in trouble. So literally I was extremely paranoid, um, nervous. I took a bunch of CBD and I just went and laid down and yeah. just meditated. But what ended up happening is when I woke up, I could smell cannabis in my house and I thought that the police were there. And so I got up and I started running around the house, hiding everything. It was horrible. It was really horrible. My kids were like, what are you making so much noise for? I go, it's okay. Go back to bed. I'm just pretending. And I was, I, I was still, you know what I mean? I was yeah, still way no, too I elevated. Do. And then so anyways, and that, and that literally never happened again, you know, as severely. Right. You know? Right. I think you really learned quickly. You learned quickly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much all the questions I have. It's been a lot of really awesome things that came up and uh, just tell me a little bit about where people can find you about the programs that you've got going on and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. So holistic caring and the green nurse merged. And what we have is we're a community of nurses, patients, professionals all across the globe. We have programs for health professionals, self-paced programs. We do mentorship and we're actually creating a space to help nurse coaches and other people work in the industry. Then we also have our patient platform where we have registered nurses that do nurse coaching, consulting, and medical cards, as well as energy healing. We do energy healing. And so you can book something there as well. Uh Okay. We also just started a nonprofit. So the nonprofit that, yes, we did. Really, really excited about the nonprofit. So the nonprofit is really something that means a lot to me. So what we're doing is, the, any, any sponsorship that comes into the green nurse podcast is going to the nonprofit, all of our green nurse approved marketplace. So we are vetting products. And so companies are going to be donating to the nonprofit. We're going to vet their mm-hmm. products. We're going to be third-party testing. We have pharmacists. And so that, that money will go into the nonprofit and we're looking for dispensaries. We're creating a medical doorway for dispensaries and also for any other companies that want to have a nurse line. So these different nice. contributions, fundraising, collect, you know, dispensary education, we're going to be able to have a nurse line where we pay nurses and patients can call up for free and get care 24 seven globally. Wow. Yeah. So really, wow, really incredible. excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that's really great. So, but yeah. for the meantime, what we do mm-hmm. have for people that are new, that are new and exploring, that are curious, that are scared, that are plagued with yep. stigma, we have a free community that's uncensored. It's off of social media. It's private. We have a free introductory to cannabis course, free patient portal and support group and book club. And we have providers and patients all over the globe that you can connect with. Fantastic. So, and, and, and that's www.holisticcaring.com. Okay. Yeah. I haven't checked that out, but I know your Facebook group is awesome. I love it. The green nurse, mm. com- green nurse community. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part too, is, you know, is we're, we're trying to bring a little 
you know, people, I've had doctors say, oh my God, those green nurses are a little woo woo. Guess what? It's time. People I, need it. It's in it. And it's what are we okay. supposed to be all the rest I of know. our lives. Well, and so, and so that's the other thing too, is bringing, you know, people are so uptight. It's about bringing that lightness, that yes. flow, that humor, the authenticity, you know, the authenticity and, yeah. you know, really helping people to, to feel comfortable learning instead of judging. Right. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, and so totally. we, and we, and we, so we have, you know, we're, we're nurses, we've been there. All of the nurses that work with us are also medical cannabis patients. Majority of us have overcome chronic debilitating illness. Many of us have right. come off of all of our pharmaceuticals. And then we've realized that it's okay to feel good. It's okay <laughs> to have fun. There's no one more important than you. You yes. deserve to feel good. And yeah. And I think that's and, just, that's fantastic. And that's kind of my part of my my mission is with special needs parents, just how hard it gets. And I know you, you can understand this. I mean, you're, you're just, you're not getting any wins on so many levels and you know, you're always um, yeah, you're always on your knees and yeah. over time it really beats you down. And I think that for me, like just having that ability to tap, and I'm not saying you can't tap joy in other ways, but right. To just, be able to get to those the feelings that you don't necessarily you might not encounter because you're always right. you're really living in a lot of chronic stress and you're you living know. in survival mode and survival of mode. Thank mode. you. Yeah. Right. So there's a difference between thriving and surviving. Yes. Cannabis, other plant entheogens, spirituality, and all the tools that support the endocannabinoid system help us to get into that space of thriving mm -hmm. instead of just surviving. That's it. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. So yeah, that's, that's all I got. Thank you so much for doing this. I really had a great time. I learned a ton as always. And mm -hmm. thanks, Sherry. Oh my God. You're awesome. Thank you. And